they do that stuff in food too organic yeah. or this i mean we talk about yeah. on the podcast all the time it's like halo you know health halo words we call them like they yeah. don't really uh-uh. you know you can't trust them that's the problem consumer trust in those terms There's starts just, to lose yeah the word sustainable know. is being thrown around very for loosely. sure welcome to the lone star play podcast i'm your host patrick scott armstrong join me and a famous guest we discuss their career life food texas and everything in between let's get started the Lone Star Play podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. We have another amazing episode, as always. Oh, this is a great one, y'all. I got to say, this is an uh, inspiring one. This is one that's going to make you take a look at the clothes you wear a lot differently. Our guest today is Brittany Henley Van Mater. Yes, Henley. She is the daughter of Don Henley from the Eagles. That's right. Uh, But I got to say, I didn't even bring it up in the podcast because I figured, you know what? Everyone asked her about that. I'm just not going to ask her. I'm sure she gets tired of that. I would. I would get. Can you imagine if everyone you spoke with just brings that up, right? Like, especially in an interview. And honestly, I saw a lot of interviews that she's recently done about her project that I'm about to get into here um, called Spin and Give. Anyway, we'll get into that. But I saw all the interviews and honestly, she's doing this amazing thing that I'm about to tell you about, right? She's doing this amazing thing. And they spend the whole interview talking about Don Henley. That's it. It's like, listen, she's there for this other reason that's more important. Why are you talking about that? Talk about the thing she's there for. That must get so annoying. Oh, man. So I just, I didn't even bring it up. And you know what? I had the story that I was going to bring up, and I just I didn't even bring it up either. Um, I, I think I yeah, might have met her a long, long time ago when I waited on Don Henley, like, you know, 20 years ago when I first got into waiting tables. And I waited on them in Dallas at a, a place called Charlie Palmer. Um, it was a steakhouse in downtown Dallas at uh, the Jewel Hotel. Anyway. They had a private dinner there with Don Henley, and they were celebrating uh, his wife's birthday. I believe, I could be wrong, somebody's birthday. And, you know, she was probably there. Who knows? I don't know. I was going to bring that up and, you know, make a joke, whatever. But I just thought, you know what? Just not even bringing it up. Because we had such a great conversation about this topic, clothes, right? It's like food, food waste. So this is like clothes waste. That's what this is about. And she has this great organization called Spin and Give where they take, like, I don't want to say celebrity clothes because it's more than just celebrities and she gets into that in the podcast. But, you know, that's sort of the appeal, I guess, to some extent, you know, Um, you know, famous people, Reese Witherspoon, Eva Longoria, um, Victoria Beckham, right? You know, some other uh, Cheryl Crow, some other, you know, great women that it's all kids clothes that they give and, you know to give to give away and to also sell at a super discounted rate right um so you can get great clothes super cheap um so you don't have to go buy it and that and basically that's the whole idea is that look all the clothes you wear one how it's sourced right it's it's sourced by just slave labor in some instances in a lot of countries right we sort of knowingly know that when we go buy the t-shirt that's super cheap but we just do it anyway 
Um, you know, we're on budgets. Look, I'm not judging anybody. We've all done it. And, you know, it's in the relationship with food, right? The same way you, you care about what, you know, what you source and whatnot. So anyway, you know, she just, we dive into that and, and, and also not just that, but how close, you know, how clothes are made, how they're sold to you, right? You don't look for those labels when you buy clothes like you do for food, right? So, and that clothes waste is such a huge part of world waste, y'all. It is massive, the amount of waste that is clothes. It will boggle your mind, to be honest with you, the amount of clothes waste, right? Waste in general, that's the problem. We dive into that, into this episode. It's a really great episode. I, I really enjoyed everything we talked about. She's super passionate about passionate about what she's doing. She's running something really great that we should all support and look into. We'll put a link in the description, of course, to check it out. Um, and, you know, yes, you could be a donor, but more importantly, just, you know, go on there and buy some clothes. This clothes, you know, instead of just going to buying it new, start looking for these sort of places like this to start getting your clothes. Look, I'm not going to lie. This has totally made me rethink a lot of hot clothes I get. Now, to be honest with you, like Vanessa and I always go to you know, Goodwills and stuff. We like getting thrifty with our clothes, uh, especially in Spain. That's something I forgot to bring up with her. Uh, but in Spain, like, you know, we would go to the mercados and even in Mexico, they do that where they just literally toss all this clothes on tables, y'all. I'm talking, it will go for, you know, 100 yards of just all these tables lined up, tents, right? And you, to just clothes piled on tables and you're just picking it out and it's super cheap. I got a ton. I used to get all my clothes like that in Spain when I lived there. We I'd very rarely go to the store to buy something new. I'd always buy it that way. You know, I didn't care. It's like you're going through the clothes anyway. I think some cultures get it. Some people get it. You know, you're going through the clothes so much anyway. You're just going through it. So, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take that sweater. I'll wear it one season. You know, give it, reuse it, repurpose it. So, and they, you know, finding ways to take clothes, you know, whatever down grind it down I don't know whatever you know create some sort of other fabric from it right recycle it and make it anyway it's a great podcast I'm going to stop babbling so we can just jump into this um spin and give her name is Brittany he uh Henley Van Mater um it's just an awesome project super excited to for y'all to hear it and uh and um yeah really excited about it but look before we do Quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food, because we have to keep the mics on, y'all. And then uh, we'll be right back and we'll get to this interview, I promise, super, super quick. All right, be right back. Hi, I'm here to tell you about TexasRealFood.com. It's a great website where you can find local farm fresh food in Texas. Just enter your zip code, okay? It'll bring up Texas farms and ranches, farmers markets, farm to table restaurants, and more that are around you. It's really easy to use. Also, if you think there's a business that should be on the list that isn't on there, let us know, we'll get them added. As well as being able to enter your zip code and find all the great places around you, we also have great recipes, cooking techniques. You can learn about food and Texas food specifically. Um, and local food events that are happening in Texas. So it's a great website aside from that. And it also features, of course, the Lone Star Plate podcast that it produces. Um, we've also got some other features as well, like Food for Thought, Fresh from the Kitchen, Tasting Texas, the Texas Mom Blog, Real Food Promptuary, a lot of great resources about Texas, all things Texas, focusing on 
Texas farmers and ranches and, you know, real food, y'all. Okay, so anyway, please go to TexasRealFood.com right now and begin your Texas journey for great food. All right, back to the show. All right, thank you so much for sticking with us. Again, thank you so much for supporting the podcast, The Lone Star Plate. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media, The Lone Star Plate. We're on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for us there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and little no the notification bell so you can be notified of all the new videos we release every week because we break down every episode into clips. Um, and then we're also starting to put up some new newer content that we film when we're out on location and stuff too. So anyway, yes, on YouTube. Thank you so much for supporting us. All right, let's jump into this interview. Brittany Henley Van Mater, Spin and Give is the project. Stay tuned, y'all. Food waste. It's a great conversation. Enjoy. Uh, Brittany, uh, first of, of all, let me say thank you so much for, for rescheduling, and, and I apologize for, for last time. Uh, you know, thank you so much. I just, I completely apologize. I don't want to get into the mess that was mics and cords and things I don't know much about. Um, but, uh, exactly. Don't even worry about it. It was totally <laughs> fine. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We got, all, <laughs> we got it all worked out now. So we're, we're good to go. Um, good. but yes, uh, so excited to have you on. Yeah. I've been watching, um, some of your interviews and just reading about your project and even just took me beyond that. Cause it got me interested in this idea of sort of, I, I compared to the food industry, which is like food waste. So like clothing waste, I, I would say right. so, sort of the same idea. And that's a big problem in the food industry. So your idea started to spark all kinds of stuff for me in my, you know, in my mind. Um, so yeah, let's jump into this. The, the yeah. thing you have, it's called spin sure. and give, um, right. It's and, and let's just jump into what sort of program, uh, this is a little right. bit. Yeah. Spin and give is, is really, uh, kids resell with a conscience, right? So, uh, once I became a mother, I, I felt like I needed to do better and that we could all do better when it came to fashion, especially kids fashion with the high turnover rate, they grow so quickly that, you know, where does it go when I send it to this large don donation company? Um, where does it go? You know, when I throw it away, obviously it ends up in a landfill. Uh, if I pass it down to a family in need. So I started to get concerned with such the children's aspect of fast fashion, I guess you could call it. And at the same time, this fast fashion concern was really growing too. And so at first to me, it was like, I've been in the entertainment industry for 20 years. I've seen how entertainers receive tons of gifts from marketing um, companies by brands trying to promote their products. And it's great. It's a great way to get their stuff out there to the celebrities. And, and I saw it happen to some of my friends, but as they had children, I noticed the children got more. And I had my son around the same time. One of my best friends, who's an actress, had her son and, and we were just sitting there and she's like, you know, this will be out of season by the time, you know, he fits into it or the, you know, totally. 20 of these cute Absolutely. onesies, what, what, what's yeah. he doing? Onesie? Yeah. And then six strollers. Yeah. What do I do with six strollers? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, well, you have another home. Yeah. Most people don't have, so you can sit one there. And then the other five, I could probably, so it really hit me then with Eva, um, that we could probably take this, resell it 
at a really discounted cost, even though it's brand new and get it to homes, people, mothers and fathers and families that appreciate it. And um, we'll take good care of it too. And instead of you pocketing that commission that you usually would, if you were to sell it to like a Buffalo, like Buffalo exchange doesn't do kids, but you know, like real, real and thread up and all kinds of consignment stores around the world. There's tons of boutiques and, and big companies now doing this. Sure. And and you get a percentage of that. And so some people love it. It's a great idea to make some extra money on the side. But for entertainers. So sorry. Yeah, so sorry, my dogs. Yeah, they, they love this idea, by the way. They love it. I mean, yeah. uh, we should do dog wear too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it really became a sense of like, this is a great way to be recycling to be sustainable, to, I take everything. I ask them to give me even the stuff with the holes and the stains on it, because I can either give it to a family that really is in need, needs these clothes on their backs, um, donate it to your charity. If it, it involves children in need or women in need, mothers in need. Um, and, and the, and the rest I keep, because also there's other, uh, companies out there starting to figure out how to regenerate fabrics, which basically yeah. and I talk about not being tech savvy or scientifically savvy, but molecularly <laughs> so how you say breaks down the fabrics and they're starting to do mix to not just cotton and breaks them down and then remakes, regenerates them into more organic thread than it was before. So then everything becomes cyclical. So it's really exciting to me. So I'm like, I'll hold on to everything. I'll make a another warehouse full of just stuff of clothes that can be remade and repurposed into, wow. you know, some of these brands that want to stay sustainable and they can use this thread. So that part is something I've become really passionate about. Like you said, you started to think about it and then it made you think more and more about the food industry. Absolutely. And that's what it did to me. I was like, okay, great. So I can get kids clothes, sell them and donate a, a great percentage to the celebrities charity of choice wait, where does it go after this? And then I started researching. I'm like only 80%, like 80 percent of donated clothes end up in, in developing countries in their landfills. Only 20% really gets used here at some of the larger donation companies. Oh wow. And it's this because there's too much. It's an excess. Sure. It's not, you know, anybody's fault. They're trying to do good, but then because we are such a fast fashion society, a new outfit every day and you know, something quick and cheap and put it on and never be seen in it again has had become a thing there for a little while. Yeah. But I feel like the younger generations and, and people like you and I, the more we're starting to hear and read about these things, we're, we're changing our minds and going, no, let's just keep, wear what we have, keep it nice, keep it up. You know, if you want something to new, make sure it's like that classic piece you're going to keep forever and pass down to your children, possibly. So yeah, there's just a lot to learn about it. There's really so is. much. Absolutely. There's such a like, uh, I, it's something I never really thought of, um, to be honest with you. It almost seems like this idea that you're going to take all the clothes and then sort it and then try to get it to people in the right sizes and this and that. That's yeah. got to be like it's an a lot. absolute <laughs> nightmare to sort of catalog it again to get it out. Um, yeah. 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 This idea of repurposing it again into mm -hmm. new material that can then be made that seems like the better solution to you know some mass production of some you know yeah. whatever low low cost you know produced um, 
clothing that can be given away easily, you know, something made from yeah. all this clothes instead of trying to sort it out to people, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, after you that, can match it a little bit even. Yeah, you don't know where it really goes after that. I love donating the no. clothes to those in need, but I have a feeling that they're not educated enough to know, oh, okay, what happens when I throw it away, which is is understandable. And and so I want to build awareness too to some of these communities and possibly put, you know, these are my dreams. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Ben, it bends everywhere, you know, just like a Salvation Army would where you could do this That's stuff and let's repurpose idea. it. Let's rethread it. Let's remake it. There's a company yes. called Evernew. And I spoke to the owner. She actually worked for Target and she saw sort of what was going on in when she went to China to see what was happening, how these things are made. And she vowed to never be a part of that side of it again. So she's doing everything she can to change it. And she met this very smart man at MIT and he created this machine that is now doing it. So she's sort of in the wow. same place I am trying to get people to understand this, change consumerism, yeah. change you know how we do things. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I believe in her. She believes in me and, and she's like, just start saving stuff. And maybe one day, right now they work with Target Target does regenerate their clothes with them. Uh, Levi's, great. who's always, Levi's has always been a great company about recycling and regenerating their, their denim um, and being very sustainable. And then Adidas and Stella McCartney, you know, Stella McCartney is kind of the motherhood of all this sort of like being sustainable fashion. And so um, hope, my hope is, I've talked to them a couple of times, is to get to where I'm sort of the first organization, I guess, to work with them versus a company, as long as I can build programs with some bigger sponsors. So that's that's in the in the dream world that's coming yeah. in 2022, hopefully. Hey, there you uh, go. You got to have goals, right? I, mean, I got to have goals. And, and right now I just have a great list of celebrities. Um, some of them are musicians. Some of them are CEOs, uh, agents, you know, directors, producers. It's not just celebrity driven. Um, I have some great actors on the list. They just don't want to be known. They want to sure. be private about it, which is understandable. They don't want to be like, this is so-and-so's you know, onesie. Yeah. And yeah. some are okay with it. They're like, tell them, you know, if it sells, it sells it, you know, do yeah. it. Sure. And so, uh, and, and the charities that they all have chosen are just in really incredible. Some of them just give me chills. I'm just like, I wish we could just conquer and divide and help all these organizations um, they support women and children and the environment, uh, Latinas, um, LGBTQ communities. So it just really helps. The more you allow the celebrity to just choose, then we're really conquering a bunch of things. So it's just, you recycle it, you spin it, and then we give back to those in need with it. So that's where we're at right now. So how, how do people like sign up? Can, can just anyone that's sort of well off and has a lot of clothes and just like doesn't know what to do with it? I mean, I definitely know a lot of people like that that just, they yeah. end up throwing it away. I mean, that is the sad fact. And you know what? They do it secretly. You know, it's like 1 a.m. You know, they put on the black outfit, they, they drive into some like, you know, some other place across town and, and getting rid of it because you feel a little shameful that I've thrown, I've, I've thrown clothes away and I do feel bad because you think, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to sell it. What I don't know who to give this to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or they it's won't hard. take it. Some places won't take clothes if they it won't doesn't meet it. a certain standard. Exactly. Yeah. That, you know, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. You're, you know, yeah. I think education is, um, 
you, you know, yeah. educating people about the problem so you, you can then sell them on the solution uh, to right. it as well. But um, yeah, educating yeah. everybody is, is the, the key goal here. And then giving them actual places to go or things to do a list of here's what happens when you do this. And here's what happens when you do this. And um, this is the good, you know, way. And uh, it's just going to take work. And I think what happened is because fast, 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 it's so hard to say sometimes fast fashion <laughs> came around, yeah. then it's like the fast, get rid of it, just get rid of it. And it's like, oh, I no, never heard that it. term before, before yeah. this conversation. There's a great documentary called the true costs. And it changed. I mean, it, it, it I, I thought I was just going to resell baby clothes and make money for charity. And yeah. it just changed everything for me. I just didn't realize what was going on, that it was still going on for the workers too. And uh, the abuse and the pressure and the little amount of money they're making because these high fast fashion companies are just battling who has the $4.99 shirt, you know, or okay, sure. then we're going to go $3.99. And it's like, yeah. why would you buy a $3 or $4 shirt? Um it's sad and it's sad for those in the other in the third world countries developing countries trying to work and make a living and then we're just dumping our stuff there too for them to like deal with it so it's really hit me in my heart and i've really i really we're half profit half not for profit for the charity portion but i'd really like to change that to a full not for profit give everything to charity really build sort of some sort of a capsule where we work with other sustainable organizations and together and how can we conquer it with food, with clothes, with jewelry. Like I think I was just thinking the other day, somebody on Instagram asked if I wanted to be like a Instagram influencer with their jewelry. <laughs> really? 46 year old me? Okay. And it was like three pieces of jewelry. And I was like, wait, what am I, where's this jewelry coming from? It, you know, I, of course I'd love a cute little something and, and change it up, but is it, where does that go? Where does it go? You know, where's it being made and where does it go? Just like you are thinking like with food, when I produced music festivals, uh, we, we really had to conquer the waste and such with that. And we did a lot of food and wine festivals too. I worked at C3 presents for like 10 years and, um, wow. What's the one chef's name that, I mean, he makes you eat everything. If you're going to kill an animal, Andrew, I don't know. So, so what's the deal? He, 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 he asked makes, you to kill his own food. If you're going to kill what? anything, he's a shot. Is it Andrew or Anthony? Anthony Andrew? Bourdain. I mean, no. he passed away, of course. He passed away, uh, but Andrew he, Zimmerman. I think he, maybe Zimmerman bald. Yeah. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. 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 That's he it. comes to the food and wine festivals and he has a session yeah, about sustainability. Does. Yeah. He definitely goes to those festivals. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible what you learn about how if you're going to kill an animal, you need to use every bit of it. Every bit has a purpose. You need to treat it like it's, you know, it's something you really needed. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. It's not fair to the animal, to the planet. And I was just like, this is so interesting. And so, I, I, you know, at the, at the festivals itself, too, with waste and stuff, you know, we used to put things in plastic stuff and th you know, all our catering and everything. And then it just, yeah. we changed, we changed it all within like a year or two because we were like, whoa, you know, the waste or carbon footprint and the waste we started, you know, if we're trying to make money to raise money for the parks, then, you know, what are we doing by canceling that out <laughs> with just plastic 
yeah. trash everywhere. So we, you know, did the the watering stations, and so there's just there's somewhere everywhere in everything we do that we can do better about it. I'm still trying to learn about composting and 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 trash at home and and single use plastic. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But once I had my son, I was like, ah, the numbers are really bad, and it's like we have 30 years to truly fix it. And I mean, that's you know, he's going to be 30 <laughs> before you know it. So I'm like, if I put him on this planet, I better do my part. Right. And, and my chunk to help save and do something about it. So this started off as exactly. They're, they're huge climate activists. Let me tell you something. Yeah. It's, a, it's, the, it's the household here. I swear they they never bark like this either. Really? Like they know to be, to be quiet to in this but yeah yeah they're like yeah. dad's talking well they're into but it then. i never like i never i feel like the more you kind of like hey hey they just will do it more so yeah. i just they'll just you know let i let be. it go we yeah sometimes people have their cats run across like okay this yeah. is a this is a pet friendly uh podcast yeah uh, absolutely sure. my son might have walked in here if he was here but he went to the park so it's like okay we're good <laughs> it happens uh, i think we all get um you know we get used yeah. to we got used to this over covid i think this whole right right i was talking to a reporter yesterday and i warned her that my son is here and and my husband's on a conference call we all were like spread out and uh and i told her i was like he may walk in here at some point and she's like that's okay it happened to me during covid when i was reporting from home my daughter walked in constantly <laughs> And I go, I bet that's cute though. Sometimes it kind of helps. <laughs> it's real. It's like, that's your real, it's the real play, you know, yeah. it's the real yeah. thing. It's like, um, I, I mean, honestly, if they, if they could talk, I'd give them a mic right now. I'd, I'd put, bring them on as a co-host. I, I got no right? problem with it. So, right. Yeah. yeah. We've no, gotten used to this. Right. It is a new, yeah. a new world. <laughs> it is a new world. Um, I love that you're tackling um, this idea um, because it is, again, it's a problem you, it's sort of like an iceberg. You saw the tip of it, right? And mm -hmm. you're like, okay, let's let's go after this. And then you were like, oh my gosh, this is a lot bigger. And I think anyone who realizes it and then thinks about their own history of what their own clothes and yeah. how they grow, right? You're, everyone can relate to it. There's no one that can't relate to the clothes. Uh, same with like food, right? I mean, these are two yeah. industries you could you know, we've all wasted food and we've all, uh, you know, wasted clothes. And honestly, I always talk about that as in the food industry, that if we took care of that problem, mm -hmm. that's where a lot of problems would be solved if we just took care of the food waste, because almost half of the food that's made is wasted, know. you know, or grown. It's just thrown away. Um, it, does that yeah. happen with clothes a lot too? Like new clothes, it's something's off. So, oh, yeah. Same with like fruit um, or vegetables, you know? Yeah. There's articles out there, obviously, and I hope that they don't still do this, but um, some very high-end brands, due to not wanting things to be copied, they didn't want to throw it away. First of all, why would you throw it away? Uh, they would in incinerate it. They would burn it. And wow. um, yeah, and it got written up in the papers. Brand new stuff. Brand new stuff. It was out of season, done, didn't sell. So instead of doing it like at, at a cheaper rate or at some sort of a flash sale, I would think anybody would want 
a high-end brand like these to, you know, get or, or pass on to a consign like a vintage cool consignment shop to, and still make some money if you if you need to that badly. <laughs> totally. Like unbelievable. That's and crazy. so they got caught and there's some articles out there about them that did it. And I believe they've stopped, but you know, they were worried about it being caught the brands like those being copied and then sent over to China and to make the, um, the fake ones, you know, whatever you call those. Yeah. I'm glad but, that the, like, it's, I guess, against the law or some yeah. sort of government yeah. regulate. I, I wish it was like that with food. Cause with food, you can just, talk, I mean, yeah, you can literally yeah. just, yeah, yeah. not, not, not going to use that. There's no law against that. They should, they yeah. should do something like that. Um, yeah. Not to I say mean, that least... people aren't abusing it, but. Right. There are probably still people. And it's definitely being incinerated uh, in landfills. It sits there for 200 years. And while sitting there, it releases methane gases, which is wow. more potent than carbon. Wow. Um, so our clothes will sit out there for that long. And, and, and just if you could see, especially in this documentary, it shows like what it does to the villages next to these landfills. These children are born deformed and sick and ill and the families are ill because it's running, you know, we're worried about plastics in our water and all the pollutants and stuff, yeah. which it, it, it is a thing. Sure. Uh, but imagine them living next to these, our, our clothes, our clothes that are being dumped over there. But also to the point of, um, you know, a lot of brands are, are, I call it greenwashing. I guess it's kind of a popular word. And saying, oh, well, we're taking plastic bottles and we're going to make clothes out of them. <laughs> and then you're going to wash those clothes <laughs> in the washing machine and put microplastics back into our ocean. So, it, I mean, I know it's like trying to do a good thing and re repurpose the plastic. They do that stuff in food too, organic. Yeah. Or this, I mean, we talk about yeah. on the podcast all the time. It's like, halo, you know, health halo words, we call them. Like, they don't yeah. really... Uh -uh. You know, you can't trust them. That's the problem. Consumer trust in those terms There's starts just, to lose. Yeah, the word sustainable know. is being thrown around very For loosely. Sure. You know, is that, are those some of the big hot like in clothing? What are some of those hot terms like that? Sustainable. What What do you sustainable, see? Sustainable. Uh, you know, not regenerated, but um, recycled. You know, from. Uh, previous use plastics, you know, even some of some I've heard, even when they say be certified and this certified, all these certifications, which I'm just now getting into to make sure I am, I've heard like, no, they're really not. And I'm like, wow, how do they get the certification? It must be <laughs> yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, I wanted to ask you in food, you know, I've heard, I went ahead and tried it, but maybe it's one of those things that's not as good is like those new brands that are delivering like imperfect foods. And uh, there's another one, I can't remember the name of it, but they're like saying it's basically stuff that would have been thrown out. Yes. yes. So I ordered it to see if it was, you know, any good. And it was, but I'm like, is this truly sustainable? Are we really getting it straight from the, you know, the farmers and things that, that wouldn't make it through the grocery store and get thrown away? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that stuff. Um, 100 um, percent. Okay, good. You know, for sure, because they are. They're taking the stuff that they wouldn't sell just for cosmetic reasons, not for flavor, okay. which is why you eat things. Right? Yeah. Granted, I get you eat with your eyes, but you don't just take all the food you bought and 
throw it on a plate and eat it. You prepare it, and you know, so yeah. it changes, right? But yes, just for cosmetic reason, tomatoes, right? A, a, right. Something's off about the tomato, the, you know, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of that stuff. I'm happy to hear that you're, um, yeah. that you're using like, it and that it. it and that you liked it as yeah. well. It was That's great. Important. It was like some of the stuff is better than you know, the brands I'd been using. So I was like, oh, I'll just keep ordering from here, <laughs> you know, because we get so many, you know, groceries with our kid. He eats like crazy. And so, and it saves, it, the cost is less. Like I would notice like, oh, if I just get his basics from the grocery store that they don't really do like bananas and stuff. And then I can get the, the you know, the core of the house that we need to cook stuff. It was amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I think I've saved like $200 a month just by using them. So it's a great idea. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Where Where are you based out of? Oh, we're in Encino, California, up in the hills. Um, you know, is I that grew a up, big thing? They do that a lot out there. That sort they, of, well, yeah, California is so very into yeah. like delivery and um, delivery meals and health meals, like Goop. You know, the Goop whole craze. Gwyneth Paltrow opened up two Goop kitchens. And, um, so they, and they deliver and, and it is, it's incredibly, really well, good, I mean, healthy I haven't even food. heard about that. Goop yeah. Kitchen. I haven't even heard Goop about kitchen. that. Cause I've been trying to find a bone, I had back surgery a couple months ago and I've been trying to find a really good bone broth to, uh, be able to suck, chuck down. <laughs> I just can't, it's like, some sure. of them are so gamey and I just can't do the gamey. And <laughs> I was talking to my friend and she goes, oh my gosh, Goop Kitchen makes one that, and I do turmeric like crazy and everything I do almost to help with inflammation. And she said, uh, the Goop Kitchen has like a turmeric chicken bone broth and you would never say, think- I love turmeric and chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah. it was amazing. And I drank it every day for a week and I felt, you know, it was amazing, but it was like outrageous after a point. And I was like, now I gotta figure out how to make this. <laughs> I can't just keep ordering it. Yeah. I was like, I gotta get the crock pot out and like throw in some turmeric and chicken bones. I don't know. But she, yeah, out here in LA, everybody is very like, you know, into being sustainable with the groceries and the food and uh, our delivery meals and health healthy. But I feel like we had to be really cautious with those delivery meals too, because at first we were like getting them for the whole week and then we would go out one night or this, or we just sure. didn't feel like cooking. And I was like, we're wasting it. So let's just do like yeah. three. And we now we've got it figured out where we don't waste anything anymore, but it's, you know, it's hard. It's a balanced really thing. Hard. Yeah. You know, it's funny that people are a, a lot, very concerned, especially now, maybe the last 10 years or so, maybe a little more of like where the f sourcing of food, where it's coming from and this and that, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and it's funny, like with clothes, it's not even anything you really think about when you go, maybe uh -huh. you've heard the stories or this or that, or you're at Walmart or something, you know, you're buying something, you know, oh, this is a joke. You'll say, oh, this is, you know, sweatshop or something, right? That joke is always made, not, you know, in, in jest, I think a lot of times, but it's true. It's you true. Know, it, that's the sad part about yeah. it. And it's like people, I think, just get stuck in a cycle. It's like, well, mm -hmm. where else do I go buy this clothes at yeah. a decent price for myself? You know, like, what, what do I do? And they, you know, these companies sort of set you up to fail they've sort of got you on the system of buying the clothes yeah you know you're there i don't know yeah. um but it is interesting you won't think about the sourcing of it 
you know, so much of the sourcing so much and, and the cost is, you know, it's cheap and, and it's, you know, convenient and you're not thinking of the sourcing it's like, well, I, you know, I can't afford, you know, nicer things or, you know, the high end stuff that's being sourced and made properly. Um, but you, you, if you can go to, go to Walmart, I think you can go down to Buffalo exchange and find yourself a great $4 t-shirt or a great $10 great sweatshirt. That's a great and point. They're now, and they're being so picky. So the stuff is great. And, um, and even certain, you know, cities that are well off, if you go to the Goodwill, I mean, if you went to the Goodwill down the street from us, oh my gosh. I, I mean, used to go, I, I mean, I still go to the Goodwill I, all the yeah, time. Uh, great stuff. You could absolutely. find. Absolutely. Ah, you're looking for vintage t-shirts or whatever but at the same time yeah you look for a jacket look for that i'd be honest i won't buy pants yeah that's sort of a rule but i know people i've got to get over (laughs) these stigmas myself um to be honest with you and that's all they are they're just stigmas there's nothing really why is that why do we have that yeah it's generationally too i think you know uh, my mom loved going to a thrift store and loved going to uh, garage sales and I was just like yeah. oh mom I'm so yeah. embarrassed oh my god and <laughs> like I had to have yeah. like a different yeah. outfit and everything too <laughs> and luckily I was a cheerleader so I had like to wear a uniform half the week so we didn't have to spend too much money on clothes because it didn't matter and so as I got older though and I worked in the clothing stores I noticed I was like gosh this like every week it's almost like a whole new store this is weird you know and how these kids were coming in and just buying tons of cheap stuff. And I just didn't think about it. We didn't think about where it was sourced. And then yeah. it really didn't hit me until I had my son and I started hearing about sort of the rumblings of H&M and Zara. And um, I was like, but God, the clothes are so dang cute and cheap for kids because he's going to grow out of it. Why would I spend $20 on a onesie when I can spend seven? And you know, the H&Ms are kind of saved us because then he just grew out of it. But then I wasn't thinking of where it was sourced until I really yeah. sat there and thought about it. And I think as I had other concerns and growing up with my father and, and about the environment and, you know, all the political stuff behind it and, and, and the science that's really behind it and <laughs> what I believe in. And, um, just sort of growing up that way I had to kind of have a kid to go wait what what's going on oh wait a minute I shouldn't be buying this and then when I researched it and I watched that documentary I was like I gotta I gotta make some changes he's gonna grow up one day and be like mom you took showers like long ass showers you know (laughs) like what you ate a cow like you ate steak for dinner like he's just they're gonna grow up they're already the gen z is uh, generation Z, Gen Zers are, are, you know, the cancel culture. Like if you aren't truly a sustainable brand, they will call you out. And, um, if you are, man, they will support you and they get it. And I don't know if it's just because they were born and understand that something is changing in their world and they're going to fix it. And so they've, they've kind of devoted their lives to it, which is really great. So I want to start reaching out to celebrities that are kind of in that young adult age group too because i think they'll really spread the word yes absolutely you know they're going through clothes right when you're young you're going through even more clothes and yeah absolutely yeah that's a great idea and i couldn't agree more uh yeah i couldn't agree more with that 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see the younger generations really pick it up because it's you know it's their planet now and we've kind of done what we've done to it. So hopefully I can do a little bit to fix it and and then teach him to to do it too. I mean, it's just waste in general. It's just such a big problem, right? It's just huge. On every it's like we need to stop and focus on that a little bit before we start creating yeah. all this new other things, you know, yeah. uh, albeit anything technology, you know, how many yeah. laptops and cell phones get, you know, discarded, yeah. right? Like all this stuff, because I, honestly, I saw all that when I was looking up for the clothes, like all yeah. of a sudden it starts everything, to branch out. Yeah, yeah, it's like, all, oh it's God. all related. <laughs> it it's is. all connected and all related. And it's, um, I, I really, you know, I got to make this point because uh, I don't know if you'll agree, but I really think the pressure needs to fall on these brands and the corporations more yeah. than the general consumer, not to say the general consumer can't take responsibility and do their part, yeah. of course, absolutely. Personal 100%. responsibility. But I think a lot of it comes, you know, needs to come from them down. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like that's going to be my next sort of plan of action as far as looking for investors. Because right now, sort of as we sell stuff that helps keeping the company run, but I would like to just do angel investors and and corporate sponsors. And I'm going to go after the companies that need to hear this the most and, and get on board. And if, you know, if they don't, oh my gosh, cause it's just gonna, it's gonna start taking over. Um, especially with the, the younger generations, if you don't They'll do sort this, of demand do it right from mm -hmm. whatever They'll they're demand buying. It from them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And they won't buy and it. So. They make those decisions, right? Like it's like, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going this way. We're going to go this and, way. Yeah. So we, you know, aside from changing consumerism, we're going to change the actual cool. companies and how they do it. And, and at least just put an approach in there that you have this option to have, you know, give it back to us. We'll get it to spend and give They're our partner and they're going to make sure it gets regenerated or, or repurposed or reused or donated. And so that's going to be our next, our first goal of 2022 is going after the big, bigger corporations that need to, Get, get with it, <laughs> get with the yeah, game. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I credit yeah. also the younger generation with getting people on board with better food and yes. wanting better things to eat. It, it simply came from just a demand of better quality yeah. over quantity and that demand alone just over function and money, it just made people change and restaurants do serve much better food now than they yeah. ever served and more fresh yeah. and, you know, that's a big selling point. You're really trying to do it. And there are a ton of great places um, that do it, you know, so yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. hoping that that can happen with the clothing industry as well, sort of like farm to table yeah. food, but farm to table clothes. I don't clothes. know what the term would be, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it'd be, you know, something like, you know, regenerate, just basically use the that same, same cotton yeah. over yeah. and over a cyclical um, you know, I, I didn't understand until I started researching that polyester is made of oil and, um, and a lot of other fabrics are too. And so it's hard to, it was hard to break those down. Um, and so now that. they're figuring it out. Yeah. And I, I you know, and the research that I found, I don't know if you notice this, but the research, the last numbers, the EPA report is 2018. So we haven't even heard what the numbers are now and it may, we should maybe by the yeah. end of this year i'm sure biden put someone in who's an actual environmentalist 
They yeah. were oil lobbyists for the last <laughs> four years. Totally. So <laughs> we have no numbers, no numbers for the last four years. And, um, Oh, that's scary. And of course they wanted polyester to be made. So hopefully this will, these numbers that come out, I mean, I hate to say this will shock the crap out of us and really, really, I hope I'm ahead of the game a little bit. Uh, people are already catching on. I mean, everybody's into it, but I hope I'm ahead of it a little bit to where I'm going to go after these companies and go, look at this, look at your numbers. You know, Absolutely. this has got to change. It almost seems like yeah. it could be profitable for them as well, right? Like it's just yeah. a source to make your product. Just look, yes. you know, if they just looked at it that way. Oh, well, just we can source way. it this way yeah. and make this close that people are still going to buy. In yeah. fact, with it's got a little certified thing on it in a, in a way uh, that makes it more appealing. Um, these you know, kids in, will in buy some, it. Yeah, these kids will will get down on it. And, and whoever, um, I, you know, I feel like anybody would be if they had the choice. Yeah. Right there. Just like at the grocery store, when you see organic yeah. chicken next to Rick, yeah. I mean, it's sort of the same. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I, you know what? Just a little bit more. Let's go with it. Even if whatever I'm trying here, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm trying Just to, to do something with it. What, what, what are some brands that you think are emulating something you, you would like to see in other brands? Um, so the brands that are doing the work, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the brands that, that are like. doing the work that I love, like I mentioned, Levi's, they're, yeah. they're definitely doing it. They regenerate, um, Adidas, not only with their clothes, but with their shoes, they just regenerate it and make new shoes or fix up the old shoes to sell them again. Um, oh, so Adidas is great. I believe Nike has a program, I'm just not as, as educated about them. I just know Adidas because of Stella McCartney, cause she partnered with them and Stella McCartney is all about with sustainability about with all the soccer stuff too yeah yeah uh, yeah it's just wow. it's just great stuff so anything done by Stella McCartney and Adidas you know is is sustainable um and then Target's working on it I think Target's you know getting there I don't know that they're I think just their brand they regenerate and upcycle and uh or make it cyclical their their Target brand but I don't know about all the brands that they carry I Which see that would if be they require that as well. Yeah, oh, I see like, that. That's oh, a good point too. Right. Cause they right. bring in other brands. So if they start to set some mm -hmm. standards themselves. Yeah. So, Hey, we work with these two companies. One will take it and you donate it and they will regenerate it with the other company. And then, you know, that's this right. portion will go to charity and to keep remain sustainable and then it'll come back. So like, you know, when I'm thinking of baby clothes, like I don't know if Carter's or, or, um, some of the brands that they carry do it too. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to still hit them up and be like, look, you guys do this with your brand. What about all the other brands you carry? Same with Walmart. I'd like to see them change. Absolutely. I think, uh, it's got to start then, with um, the big brands. The yeah. fast food of clothing, I call it. Like, because I always say, <laughs> I always say, like, fast food has to change for people to really start eating better. It, it almost has, you almost mm -hmm. have to do it for them, and you, they don't know they're eating, you know, fast food in general, all the big chain, they've got to really make the changes. So, yeah, the, you know, the fast food of clothing. Um, yeah, it is. It basically there. is. Yeah, it's like the Walmarts, the Targets, the, you know, the big go tos of people that don't have the, the means to, um, go into a, a higher end store, but they're, they're not exactly doing great either. <laughs> you know, they could do better too. Sure. So I just think that if we could, until we get these bigger brands to really 
regenerate their fabrics and use organic fabrics. And um, that way everything can be completely sickle and never end up in a landfill ever again is gonna be the way. Until then, shop resale wherever you can. Um, you're gonna find great stuff for, you know, under 20 bucks. I if, think people will probably realize fine. there's more options out there than they probably realize as well. There's so much because we have wasted so much stuff. We've thrown away so many things and it's now being shown in these landfills. And so it's like, guys, we have enough here because the larger places like, uh, um, who am I trying to think of? <laughs> just the larger like Salvation Army and, and Goodwill who we send our, I, I mean, I would just throw it on the curb and they'd take it and they'd give you a piece of paper and it's like, they get so much. There's just too much that they can't use it all. And so we have enough stuff here already. <laughs> it's like, and if you're going to go walk into a store, I would just check to see, oh, do they repurpose this? Do they, you know, regenerate it? And if you walk into Levi's, if you walk into Adidas, they do. And I That's would feel awesome. good about that. But yeah. anywhere else, you know, you need to ask them. So people should start asking questions and going, where is this sourced? Or where, how are you, what are you doing with this stuff? I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to hold them uh, accountable to it. Um, how, yeah. do small, how do small or, or medium size clothing businesses do it? Is it just as easy for them to, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think it's even easier for them because um, they have the capability to choose the, the threads and things they're using now, unless they're just getting other off brand, you know, and putting their label on it. I don't, there's I so see. many different ways to do a clothing brand, but if you're a designer, um, you know, and you want to do sort of like a, a boutique or something like that, I would just be really cautious of, of where I sourced my stuff and, and how I sold it and gave the opportunity to bring it back. I would always, I would think like, I think every clothing store would be really cool if there was a component to where you could bring back your clothes and donate them back and they can resell them and you know, that money goes to charity, like basically what we do. Just That's like, great. okay, I'm never going to wear this again. I'm going to go back to the gap and give it back to them. And they're going to remake it into something, you know, similar and, or nice and, and give a, a donation or a portion of that sale to an organization. Like how easy and great would it be if every company did that? So hopefully I can either convince them to, or I'll start a trend. <laughs> I'll take I mean, the credit and make it do great, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a, such a great idea. Really, it is. Thank this you. Is such a such a great idea. It's such a great. Um, I don't want to say great problem, but like something we need to focus on. You know, it's just yeah. something we need to turn our attention to. And I feel like it's something people could more easily, you know, make changes in their life that re wouldn't really affect them in such a different yeah. way that they feel like you know with clothes. Everyone, again, mm -hmm. anyone can relate to the issue. Um, yeah, it's such a great, um, what, what about this have we not mentioned, you know, as we're wrapping up here, like, well, I just want to make sure there's nothing I left out. Um, <laughs> no, I think know. we've covered all of it. Um, yeah, I'll say this, because you said, you know, you asked me earlier, and we didn't really touch on it, about, you know, getting other donors. Um, yeah, it doesn't have, I mean, there's, there's plenty of well-off people that are, you know, in the industry or any kind of industry but they just are like coming to me too and saying, I have these beautiful like Gucci and Dolce and Gabbana and, and, yeah. you know, and, and also, you know, mid-range stuff too. And I take, and I tell them, I take everything. 
Because even if you think it's a stain or a hole, I can fix it, we'll fix it, or we'll donate it to those in need. And um, so That's right so now, awesome. like, I'm looking for any kind of donors. So I have a an email donors, plural, at shopspinandgive.com. So they can go to that and uh, and offer, you know, to, to be a donor. And I can kind of go through the process of the form and see if they're a good fit. And also we're looking for just donors in general to help us with the not-for-profit side so that we can be more of like giving a hundred percent back to the charity. So we're looking for some, some angel investors and, and some corporate sponsors. And so they can email at donors at shopspendinggive.com. And then if you want to shop and we have so much stuff, I have even another whole floor of things that I haven't been able to with COVID and, and my back surgery to like go through and, and put up on the site from some, some of the celebrity donors. I mean, it's just like thousands and thousands of items. So we will be soon in the new year putting more stuff up. I mean, we have strollers, we have car seat in boxes, brand new. Oh, wow. And clothes and hats and cute little shoes. Um, they can go to shopspinandgive.com, all spelled out. And then they can also go to Instagram at spinandgive, spelled out. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. Come on our website. We have some facts too, sort of about what we're talking about today on there and like what, when you do buy resale, how it helps and then, you know, what the fashion industry is really doing. That's a problem. Um, so they kind of get an idea of like, it's more than just buying celebrity clothes or nice clothes. It's about getting them at a discounted rate and giving back and knowing that they're, they're living another life. And I'm going to, start a respin program too, where we will um, give them incentive to send back their clothes that they buy from us and we'll keep reselling them as long as we can and giving back the money to charity. So we'll, we'll do like a, you know, free shipping label, go ahead and send it back when your baby's done with it because they're probably only going to wear it for three or four months. And I don't, you know, half the time it doesn't get ruined. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we'll just either we'll repurpose it or we'll resell it and keep making money for the charities. I love this. Um, you, you know, have you ever thought about branching out like furniture? I mean, I could just see this going cars. Oh. I mean, like yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. cars maybe. I don't know, but furniture. <laughs> right. I'm I'm hearing houses. Listen to me. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'll repurpose yeah. your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll take it off your hands. You don't need this other house. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, you know, furniture, no. other things. I don't know, beds. You know, I'm starting to. You know, I'm sure your mind has is as well, wow. right? Yeah it's exploded with stuff. And I just tell people, just bring it. I don't know. I'll yeah. figure it out. I'll find yeah. a place for it. I'll sell it. And Great then attitude. I have this like giant baby um, lounger that you rock them in and it's just gigantic. And I, and I had so, a, a wonderful woman working with me at the time. And she's like, I don't, how are you going to ship this? It's probably going to cost more <laughs> to ship it. Totally. Than, I was than thinking that same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh damn! I was like, maybe we just do local delivery only, like within <laughs> yeah, local the only. Southern California area, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's so, funny. so I do ask for everything. I do get some bed, you know, beds and stuff, and baby beds and cribs and chairs and things. But um, yeah, I know I want to do so. I want to move on to adults one day, you know, because it's obviously, you know, something that we're all figuring out too. But I figured, sure. well, kids turnover rate is so high absolutely that let me focus on the children yeah and then we'll go from there because yeah i just want to or partner with people that want to do all the other things and just help each other figure it out 
So I kind of want to develop like a capsule underneath spin and give of other 501c3s that do want to do like you, like you said, there's a place in St. Louis that has like literally like set up furniture, like living room and a bedroom and it's for charity. So people donate their furniture and they set it wow. up like a room. And then those that are not fortunate enough can go in and go and pick out a living room or a bedroom set. Um, which is just beautiful. So like, I'm sure there's an organization out here like that, that we could work with to do homes, to help people that need furniture. Uh, and then the clothes and the adults and there's just so much. (laughs) There is so much. I mean, it's so so amazing that you're dedicating your time to doing it and what you're doing. Honestly, it really is. It really is like helping actual people. Like, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. That's a big deal for sure. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, listen, Brittany, th- this has been absolutely amazing. I got to tell you, um, you know, you've really opened my eyes to something that, um, you know, I didn't, I sort of knew was there, but not really think about and then don't know how deep it goes. Yeah. And I'm sure people listening and watching this are going to say the same thing. Um, so, oh, you know, good. I'm sure you've inspired a lot of us to just have a little more concern and care with what we're buying to wear. Yes. Look at that. Absolutely. I just rhymed that. I just oh, rhymed that. Oh that my God, beautiful. y'all. Jeez, editors, let's clip that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Listen, I, I get so excited for nothing. It's that yeah. simple. Uh, it's that That's simple. That's good, uh, though. That's a good yeah. way to live your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, again, thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate uh, your time. This was absolutely uh, thank you. It was amazing. I, I do thank you for it. having me. Thank you absolutely. so much. I appreciate thank you it so too. Much. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevena Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovich. Thumbnail designer, Marco Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez. Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labri Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonet Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.